This program is brought to you by Stanford University. Please visit us at stanford.edu. Math is important because everything revolves around math. The dimensions of an object, the amount of time that it takes to do something, the amount of money you pay for something. Math is involved some way. Math is important because it's something you learn when you're little. I mean, you learn arithmetic and you use it for absolutely everything. Math is fun because of all the practical, amazing things that you can do with it. You can do anything from build a car like we did or uh, go to the moon, and that's why math is fun. Math is important because the more you know, the more options you'll have in the future. And you wouldn't want to exclude yourself from having access to a really cool career. It's really the basis of, of everything that, that is invented and thought of and discovered nowadays in the world. You need that math basis in high school to be able to go to a college and get, get an advanced degree. It's something that you can use in your everyday life as well as, you know, you will really find beauty in it. Math is my life. Without it, I'm nobody. Part of the problem with math is they don't really have a practical application for it at, at school and you know they do these incredible problems and then it's like but when will I ever use this and I hear that all the time and in this class you actually use it. At Gunn High School students build race cars using math. They have to do a lot of measuring, they've had to work with angles, and they've done some geometry. But the most math we've used in here has come on this uh, fabricated car, the Surf Woody. We got the, we got the model car kit. So literally what I did was I copied the directions for everybody. I gave them a set of plans for a model kit. And I said, yeah, this is 125th. Here you go. There's what we're building. Have a good day. It's a tube frame car, so it's, it's a little more complex than just a flat base. Let's see you duplicate this in one-to-one. -one. And that's what they did. And then some of the angles we had to change. We put the problem up on the board and Okay, you math wizards, let's go. Tell me what the angle of this should be. I've got this dimension and this dimension, and solve for x. And it was really interesting to watch them do it. You know, even for me. It's a friendly adversarial condition, and I just stand back and watch it, let it happen, and you know, then we talk about the results. It's kind of cool. So it's 9.3 inches. Mr. C, we got it. Got yeah. It. All right. One of the uh, helpers who comes out, he's part of, a member of the Model T Club. He is a mechanical engineer. So he helped us with the calculations. This project has really helped us uh, solidify our interest in uh, both engineering and uh, mechanical side of things. It was a lot of cutting and a lot of measuring and a lot of ratios and a lot of cosines and sines and all sorts of trig. Everybody worked together and it was absolutely awesome. Even the events that we play out on weekends will need to know a little bit of math. So it's funny, you can almost sneak it up on them, you know, if you know what's coming.
math comes in really is the, the gear ratio as to the engine and to the cam shaft. You know, if you run like with a 750 CFM carburetor, you have to run with at least two and a half inch pipes. And my teacher always told me, he says, one thing you want to do, Mike, you want to develop a technique. He says, just get the math and just go over those problems over and over and over and over. And that pretty much uh, helped me get through. Hard as math sometimes is, as complex as it gets, really, if you keep sticking with it, you make sure you understand it. Its help and, and what it can offer you is, is boundless, really. It's surprising how important it is to learn these fundamental concepts now, because engineering, math, and a lot of uh, science, scientific fields, the entering point is at middle school, high school. And so if you don't start now, it's really hard to catch up in college. Relying on their high school math skills, Stanford University students design and build innovative cars. Designing a car is a complex thing that involves everything from creative thinking to hard analytic thinking. You start adding some of the mathematics to be able to reason about the size, the shape, the form of things. How do you prototype it, experiment with it, iterate, do another iteration to come out with a product at the end. Really good engineers have both sides of their brain going, the creative wacky side as well as the, the strong analytic side, and um, they are really the individuals that can come up with revolutionary ideas. Where in high school it's just basically plug and chug equations and kind of repetitive nature problems, where in college we're doing a lot of stuff that we kind of have to develop our own questions to answer to get a design into functioning reality. So it's really important to learn how to ask important questions, not be afraid to ask questions and you know, do what you need to seek out the, the answers to those. We basically built and designed a solar car, which is the car that runs off the energy of the sun. It's all electric, which is good for the environment. Car number 16 is Stanford University. And race it in a race that went from Texas to Calgary in Canada. That's basically where I learned a lot of my hands-on engineering skills. A team of about 10 students built the car from scratch. I was the one who was able to drive the car across the finish line. We were really proud that our experience had gone so well and that we didn't end up getting first place. So this is a test vehicle where they can take ideas they have about how to do better braking, how to do better steering, and quickly configure this car in a way that lets them take that idea, implement it, and then take it actually to a test track. And they can do tight turns and see how it reacts to panic situations and learn from that and come back, iterate, tweak the vehicle a little more and run another test. My work is trying to keep the driver in control, especially during dangerous situations where you're trying to make an evasive maneuver or you're driving on slippery roads. So race car drivers have this wonderful ability to keep control of the vehicle even at the limits of handling. If the steering wheel starts to feel light, then they know that they're approaching the limits. So I'm using that steering wheel feel, the torque through the steering wheel, to estimate how slippery the surface is and how much the vehicle is starting to slide to the side. 
I not only design the algorithm, I'm also implementing it on our research vehicle. One of the things that we've done is made some hardware modifications to our vehicle. When we were doing some high G maneuvers, so really pulling the car at high speeds or high accelerations, we wanted to make sure the car didn't roll over. And by doing that, we had to build outriggers, which are basically just long steel beams with caster wheels attached at the end. So if the vehicle did roll, it would touch down and stabilize the vehicle. Without math, you wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff. It's about applying mathematical concepts to new problems to get new solutions. Uh, so the part that I think was probably most exciting for me for the X1 project was this last summer where we worked for eight weeks in a row on building the entire chassis together. Um, what was really exciting was seeing it all come together from a CAD model and virtual space and being built up on our chassis plate with uh, parts that would just slip right in because all the calculations had been done correctly. It'd be really interesting to solve some of the global problems that we're facing right now. Um, how do you solve the emissions problem? How do you give vehicles to people who can't afford them? And how do you uh, solve the traffic issue because there's just not enough space? Where we are right now is standing on what's called the toilet bowl, uh, which is uh, the highest G bank turn that we use on a road course in our Milford Proving Grounds. And this course was done actually virtually from data that we took from tracks that we wanted to emulate around the world. At General Motors, millions of vehicles are built using math. Even what appear to be video games are actually mathematical formulas come to life. Math is the basis for all the design and evaluation that happens before, during, and after cars get built. We've uh, simulated this in a piece of software called vSim and the arrows are representative of the brake temperatures at each corner as we go through this course. The animation is based on data that we measure out of the proving ground that we can simulate vehicles to get the performance that we're looking for. When we develop the car, we use uh, virtual vehicle development, analysis tools, um, computer-aided engineering, whatever you want to call it. The math piece of that that goes into the car is really 80% or 85% before we go into the physical build. Having a job in, in a field where you use math and science a lot is not just about sitting down uh, with a piece of paper and working out homework problems and everything. It's not just a mass traveling at 150 miles an hour down the road, it's a mass I was driving 150 miles an hour down the road. I spend time working on equations and working out solutions to problems. A lot of the times the data that I'm working on is data I created. It's impressive how fast the car can accelerate and it's top speed and everything, but you have to come down from that, you have to slow down. Brakes are safety systems, there's a lot in making sure that they always work all the time correctly and never let you down. Throughout the entire design process, the engineer's dramatic visual tools are based on precise mathematical models. Once the designs are finalized and we feel very comfortable with our CAD simulations of the components we've designed, then we take the next step and we work with our suppliers, manufacturers, to build the physical parts. When the vehicle is at speed, that kinetic energy of the vehicle has to be converted into heat energy to slow the vehicle down. And the heat energy that goes into the rotor is equal to the rotor mass times the heat energy coefficient of the rotor times the delta T that the vehicle is traveling at. This animation shows how the brake was vibrating at a certain frequency. By knowing that, 
it was possible to find how to modify the design to make brake system quieter. Understanding logarithm as the fundamental foundation to do the, the sound and vibration analysis. And we take all that data and combine it. We tend to look at performance over time. We'll do a calculation on every single braking event and we'll look at trends over time. Are we degrading? Or uh, is the brake temperatures rising? Have they stabilized? Is everything operating the way it was designed? This is very similar to a high school physics problem um, where, where you actually have a mass on a ground plane and the force you exert to try to move the block is basically the braking force that it provides uh, uh, to the car. The automobile is probably the most competitive product environment in the world and the more you learn and are able to learn and the faster you're able to learn as a result of high school mathematics, the better you're going to be at your job here in engineering. Math is fun because it makes you think. Math is fun because you can really get to understand what's going on in the world around you. Math is fun because if you get a problem and then you go through all the strategy and you plug in all the numbers and you get the right answer, it's a really great feeling. It's always challenging, but it's a lot of fun. The preceding program is copyrighted by Stanford University. Please visit us at stanford.edu.